0: happy monday everybody my name is brandon rosa and welcome to another episode of the xbox in 10 podcast your weekly source of xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes every monday this podcast covers new game releases the previous week's gaming news and we all learn an xbox related fun fact together this show is on podcast services around the world so please subscribe on your favor and leave a review xboxin10.com no numbers is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles which you can follow at xboxin10 to start let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Ion Fury and of course Halo 2 Anniversary on PC. The games coming out this week include Golf With Your Friends, The Persistence, Monstrum, Maneater, Saints Row the Third Remastered, Dragon Ball FighterZ, Ultra Instinct Goku, and Soko Bunny. Also coming this week to Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Game Pass for a PC, to celebrate its 10th anniversary is Alan Wake. Now to last week's biggest news stories, and we have 8 to cover this week. Number 1. Microsoft is waiting for Sony to reveal PS5 price to undercut it with Xbox Series X, say Michael Pachter and Peter Moore. Sharif Saeed at bg 247 The battle for the price of PS5 and Xbox Series X is about more than just component prices. Microsoft will be very aggressive at the start of the next generation of console and that could lead to it to undercut Sony's PS5 price even if it means losing money initially. At least that's according to Wedbush securities analyst Michael Pachter and former EA and Microsoft executive Peter Moore. Both industry veterans were guests on a mini-podcast hosted by Jeff Keighley on Friday. Pachter suggested that Microsoft will be waiting for Sony to make their first move before the company announces a cheaper Xbox Series X. The analyst says the console could end up being $100 cheaper than PS5. Quote, from what I've seen, Sony's going to have to charge $500 for the PS5 and Microsoft has a big balance sheet end quote, says Pachter, referring to earlier reports that the advanced components of PS5 could end up driving its price up, perhaps a bit beyond what consumers expect. This is also true for Xbox Series X, but the difference, according to Pactor, is that Microsoft can take a bigger hit on every console. Quote, if they want to cut the price by $100, just price below PS5 and subsidize the first 10 million units, they will. So I think they're waiting to have Sony blink first, and then they'll reveal the price he added. Very likely $400, end quote. Peter Moore was in agreement pointing out that there's more being considered than simple component prices. Moore believes that both platform holders are currently calculating how big of a hit they can take by subsidizing PS5 and Xbox Series Xs. Really interesting to see industry veterans reporting on their thoughts for the Xbox Series X price in comparison to the PS5. Hearing Phil Spencer previously discuss how he has the backing of Microsoft and the CEO of the company for Xbox and Xbox Series X, I do agree with their thoughts here, and I don't think there's any chance in the world that Xbox Series X will cost more than PS5. I do believe it will either be the same price, or a little bit cheaper as they're suggesting. Can't wait to find out. Number 2. Unreal Engine 5 Revealed for Xbox Series X and Other Platforms. Jennifer Locke and Asher Madden at Windows Central writes, Epic Games gave us our first glimpse at Unreal Engine 5 working its magic. The following footage showcasing some technical demos running in real time on a PS5, since the Xbox Series X is around 2-3 teraflops more powerful than the PS5. We can probably expect better effects on Microsoft's machine. The demo is meant to demonstrate two core features of Unreal Engine 5, known as Lumen and Nanite. Lumen is a fully dynamic global illumination solution that immediately reacts to scene and light changes, according to Epic. Games Nanite is a virtualized micro polygon geometry that allows artists to create incredible geometric detail. high quality source art comprising hundreds of millions or billions of polygons can be imported directly into Unreal Engine and will just work. Unreal Engine 5 will be available in preview in early 2021 with a full release slated for late 2021 it'll support next generation consoles current generation consoles pc mac ios and android Unreal Engine 5 is being designed with forward compatibility in mind, so projects created in UE4 can be moved to UE5 when ready. I highly recommend everyone going to watch this tech demo of Unreal Engine 5. It was beautiful to look at, and it was probably the second time I really felt like I saw the next generation right after Hellblade. Number 3. Phil Spencer Impact of COVID 19 on Games Will Be Felt in 2021. Matt Perslow at IGN writes, Xbox boss Phil Spencer has said that while things are looking good for the games this year, we will see the impact of COVID-19 on the industry in early 2021. This is due to important areas of game production having stopped work entirely during quarantine. In specific, Spencer refers to motion capture and audio recording work, which requires staff to go into recording studios. Talking to Business Insider, Spencer said, quote, Mocap is just something that's basically stopped when not going into mocap studios, end quote. Quote, if you had all your animation captured and you're doing touch-up in more individual art production and in areas like textures and other things, you're in a better position, end quote, he explained. Quote, if you're waiting for a lot of either large audio work, when it's with simple and other things, or mocap, you are held up right now, and you are making progress in areas that you are." End quote. For many games set for release this year, motion capture and audio work will have been carried out before the pandemic, however for games set for release in early 2021 or beyond, quarantine has meant work on these elements has simply had to be indefinitely postponed. Spencer points to sports games like Madden and FIFA as to where we could see disruption, as these games are released annually, months of lockdown in 2020 could have a big impact on our 2021 release schedules. I wanted to highlight this new story as it was an area I oversaw it being impacted by COVID-19. Not being able to do mo capture is such a big part of next-generation gaming, and the annualized franchises will definitely take a hit as they have much shorter development cycles. Number four, May 2020 Xbox One update adds genre and player count game filters. Asher Madan at Windows Central writes: Today, Microsoft released the May Xbox One update that brings a lot of bug fixes. However, there are a few noteworthy improvements. While there are some changes to the community and mixer options on the console, the highlight has to be the fact that you can now sort games by genre and player count. This should help with multiplayer games because sometimes you forget if a title supports the local co-op or other similar features. The Xbox website posted the following. The updated community page on Xbox One makes it clearer where your content is coming from and how to explore Xbox Live. This improved layout splits the page into four new channels. we have added a couple of new filtering options for your games and apps, genre and player count. Try this out with the surprise me button for even more catered results when you're looking for something different to play. Added with the May release, live thumbnails make it way easier to get a glimpse into a stream before jumping in. Take a scroll through what's happening on Mixer and find a new favorite streamer. A cool note to highlight for the May update as we're all stuck at home, that you can now sort games by player count to find games that support local co-op. Go have fun on your couch with your housemates. Number 5. Common 60 frames per second is not a mandate on Xbox Series X, says Microsoft. Alex Savard at GamesRadar writes, A Microsoft representative has clarified why Xbox Series X standard output is not 60 frames per second. Following up with a tweet in which he stated the 60 frames per second will be the standard output on Xbox Series X, Xbox games marketing head Aaron Greenberg explained that this threshold is not a mandate for developers working with the hardware, so we shouldn't expect all games to necessarily need it. In a statement made to The Verge, Microsoft also said that the 60 frames per second is not the standard output for Xbox Series X, since it is up to the individual developers to determine how they leverage the power and speed of Xbox Series X. Personally, I hope that developers do not focus so hard on native 4K and push 8K maybe at the end of the generation, I love a beautiful looking game, but 60 frames per second is such a huge deal when compared to 30 frames per second, making some games totally different when you play them at 30 frames per second on a console versus 60 or more on a PC. Number 6. Tony Hawk's Pro Screator 1 and 2 remake announced for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Jonathan Dornbush at IGN writes, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is back as Activision has announced Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, a compilation remake of the first two THPS games developed by Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy studio Vicarious Visions, which has a long history with the series. THPS 1 and 2 will be released for PS4, Xbox One, and PC via the Epic Games Store on September 4th, 2020, with pre-orders offering fans early access to a demo of the iconic warehouse level. This game is a remake compiling the first two games in the beloved THPS franchise, including all levels, even the secret ones. Anyone who grew up with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater like myself absolutely has to check out the trailer. It's mind blowing to see how good this looks, I cannot wait to get my hands on it in September. Number 8, Fortnite will be an Xbox Series X launch title. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Fortnite will be a next gen launch title for both the Xbox Series X and PS5. The news was revealed during Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest. Not much is changing other than the fact that Fortnite will be leveraging the power of next gen consoles. It's still the same old Fortnite, but performance and visuals will be improved. At the moment, Epic isn't giving too much away, but it has confirmed that Fortnite for next-gen will be built on Unreal Engine 4, and the game will be migrating to the newly announced Unreal Engine 5 in mid-2021. Epic has also said that it plans to support cross-progression between console generations and platforms, so any skins or items unlocked will be carried over. Cross-play will also be supported across all platforms, both new and old. Support will continue for all existing platforms. A bunch of these free-to-play and games-as-a-service will be awesome additions to our shiny new consoles later this fall, I will jump back into a few games of Fortnite just to see how good it looks on my Xbox Series X. And number 8. Anthem's overhaul is going back to the drawing board. Eric Van Allen at US Gamer writes, BioWare's Anthem has had a rough go of things. Just over a year old, the co-op loot shooter has been taken back to square one in a sense. Today BioWare published the first of what looks to be a number of ongoing updates for what's next for Anthem. Christian Daly, Studio Director for BioWare Austin, published a blog post today discussing what's in store for Anthem. The Austin branch is heading up Anthem's development, and Daly says the team has already entered an incubation phase, experimenting, prototyping, and designing the future of Anthem. A team of 30-ish Bioware developers are working on the process, which Daly says gives them the ability to be agile, but it still might be a while before we see anything about Anthem's next steps. Quote, spoilers, this is going to be a longer process, and yes, the team is small, but the whole point of this is to take our time and go back to the drawing board, end quote, says Daly. I loved the promise and premise of Anthem, and I did play the whole game and beat it. I enjoyed parts of the stories and the characters that they had, but not being able to play the game with anyone as all my friends had no interest and I could not blame them. They really need to do a lot to reinvent this game, and I'll be excited to see what they can come up with. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is about Xbox Live. Credit to Christina Gouch at Statista.com. First launched in 2002, Xbox Live is an online multiplayer service associated with Microsoft's Xbox line of consoles. In the fourth fiscal quarter, of 2019, Microsoft's online gaming service had 65 million monthly active users, up from just under 40 million at the beginning of 2016. I'm sure the numbers right now for Xbox Live are staggering due to the effects of staying at home from COVID-19. It'll be interesting to see how many more users Xbox will have with the next generation of consoles compared to the last, if they're able to be more competitive with Sony this generation. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service share with your friends leave a review and follow on all social media at xbox in 10 this past week i haven't played too much but i played a few games of Warzone and the board game pandemic which is the best board game of all time my name is Bronan rosa you can follow me on xbox at brosa 93 i hope you all have a great week and keep on gaming